0: what is the secret art of business the creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities but they are actually interconnected and complementary the creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Welcome to everyone to The Secret Art of Business, and today I have Bob Kornf. Is that how we you say it? Okay, perfect. Um, And I I I apologize that I had to kind of stumble there because we were just introduced as you are someone I need to talk to, and that's why we're here. And I looked you up on LinkedIn, and you're kind of an amazing person. So I could not be more thrilled that you're here, and I I cannot wait to dig into your story. So if you could just really quickly tell me what you've been doing for over the last forty years.
1: (laughs) Well, interestingly enough, I was an actor. For the first 15 years of my career i love it and then there was an actor strike which we're going through right now again oh wow and it lasted nine months and i had just finished a television series so i had a pile of money i wasn't in trouble i was just bored to death and i just couldn't wait for something to happen and somebody called me on the phone and they said can you show me how to do this with my voice and i thought I'm sitting around. I've studied for years. I've been on Broadway, a three different starring in three different
0: shows. You weren't just on Broadway. You were Jesus. I was I <laughs> Jesus tried superstar. That is so freaking cool. <laughs> and I Did it for nine months the first
1: time. Then I took a year off, and then whenever I didn't have a job, I used to let, let people know I was available, and so I was always able to just work. I, I did over a 1,000 performances of Jesus.
0: Oh, my gosh. So nice. that was
1: an amazing experience. I, I mean, that's years on stage. Between wow. Star of Hair, Jesus Christ Superstar, and Grease. Those were the three big shows I did on Broadway.
0: Oh, my God. That's like three of my faves. That is so fantastic. But then you said you were in acting, too. So oh, I, where would we you know I, you from?
1: Well, I I... Because I'm the contractor Universal, so I did all uh-huh. the series back in the '70s. I started in a movie movie for Roger Corman. So if you go, you know, if you look me up, you'll find all. Okay, that fair enough. Um, <laughs> anyway, this girl came over. I showed her what to do, and she got so excited. She said, "Can we do this again tomorrow?" And I said, "Okay, <laughs> I'm her. Yeah. She came. She started sending people to me, and within like three weeks, I called my mother and went. I may have a new job. I, I I didn't know there was anything else I could do except perform. Right. And so by the end of the nine month strike, I wrote a letter to my agent, which I kept in my book for a year, saying, I found something else. I'm not gonna do it. I couldn't just do it immediately. And over that year I did a few shows, but I knew that this was gonna be just as fulfilling because i'm helping people that's really what good performance is you lift their spirits you make them feel better about being alive love that and that's what i do in this format we're helping you speak better so that you can communicate with people and get more of what you want
0: yes yes and i i think that is just so fantastic and um, you have been doing this for a while where it is your own voice studio that you have created and you have been helping the stars speak better, which I think, I mean, you don't think you think just uh, people's kind of naturally fall into it. Like they had this gift, but in some cases, like with anything, with any gift, it needs some fine tuning and practice and things that they probably did not even realize that they could do. So that is is going along great and you've been obviously doing that for a long while but I would love to know back when you were a kid what was the one thing that you did that was like really really creative that kind of started you down this path
1: uh, nothing i think I, <laughs> I could tell you uh i was 4 years old uh-huh and I, we lived in Reading, pennsylvania and i All of a sudden, one day they put me in the car. They didn't discuss it with a four-year-old. We're going to move to California. And I was just freaked out of my mind because where were my toys? Where were everything? And so my mother turned around and she says, don't worry. You're going to Hollywood. You're going to become a star. And I just took that and I thought, okay, that's almost worth." I don't know what the, I thought was a star
0: at four. Right, right. It's like okay, well, if that's what mom says.
1: Yeah, and uh, and so and I, I didn't do any cl- classes or lessons. There was no. I always thought I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be a, a singer. I, I, I just wanted to be out in front of people. And luckily, I opened my mouth, and something good came out. It mean, <laughs> could have, have been a disaster. <laughs> So how I found out I could sing is that the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan. And I called a friend. I was in high school and I called my friend and I said, let's start a band. Oh, wow. And he said, I can get some other guys. We'll, 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 have, we'll have a re- rehearsal Saturday. So we rehearsed one time. And during that time, the phone rang for my friend whose house we were at. And they said, do you have a, a bunch of guys a band or something that you we're opening a gas station and we want somebody to make a lot of noise so people will go in and see what's going on there right so we did that after one rehearsal and somebody from mgm records came in to get gas and they signed us and so i went oh maybe i'm a singer (laughs) so that, that was the first time it really hit me that Somebody else besides me thought it was good.
0: <laughs> That's a really, really fair statement. I'm going to go back though to one of your kiddies. You said you did nothing, but I got to—I have to imagine—before the singing, before all of that, you did something for fun. I mean, um, was it you know baseball? Was it you know did you make anything like you know like I know people that sold rocks, that build forts, that did all sorts of things like that. Did you do anything like that? Actually,
1: I did not. My my <laughs> mother was was raised by her older brothers and sisters. Her mother died uh-huh. when she was very young, and so she was raised by a, a pack of wolves who didn't <laughs> have- <laughs> really poor. So my mother's mothering skills were very limited because she didn't have a mother. So she never she she never said you must. To be creative you must do this right right she would i mean and, and i would be in cup scouts and and i would have to get a bunch of things and glue them together my mother would just yeah. sign, sign it and say he did it because she didn't really want to go get that stuff oh so, my goodness telling you that when <laughs> I, the fact that i had talent was just a very lucky break for me
0: that's funny that's, well. Then, did you find that at a young age did you start working or anything? Or oh, well, no. You were well, you were on the road to being a star, according to your mom, at four. So I'm she, curious as to she wanted me to stop crying.
1: I think that was <laughs> the, the main thing that made her say that.
0: <laughs> well, she I, well she had to have seen something because she packed up and she drove all the way to California.
1: No, no, it was just because there was more work at that point. Everybody was moving to California. Oh, interesting. We bought a house uh, and it was just dirt roads until they finally put the street in. I mean, oh, wow. this is back when California was fairly new.
0: Wow. And what and what work did did she go after? My mother? Yeah. In California. My fi- This is how. Or was your dad or is it your dad that had the work? Okay. Okay. His- so what did he do? He sold
1: encyclopedias.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: He would go to people's houses, knock on the door, and sell them. Now, today, he would have been killed on the first knock. He-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, unfortunately, is probably true. And he would probably be completely blown away that now people have entire encyclopedias in their pocket. Exactly. You know, and he, didn't have, he wouldn't have to be lugging those around. But that is so classic. I absolutely love it. I mean, that itself is kind of a movie when you think about it. You know, we're packing up the family, we're going to go to California and sell encyclopedias, my kid's going to be a star, and you kind of fall into your story and things like that. I mean, that's a little bit of, you know, the American dream right there, what people hope would happen. So that's really, really neat. Yeah. Now, go ahead. I, well, I was going to ask you. Uh, you know, you're. I'm assuming you're still doing this now. You're still coaching people, um, because it it looked very active on your on your LinkedIn page. And are you doing anything else now that you have been out in California for a while? That you worked with a lot of people. What do you do now for fun?
1: My wife and I get to play together. We'll be married together for 40 years.
0: Oh, well, that's fantastic.
1: So I was very lucky. I was I was actually. Not that young when I got married. I was 44. And so I oh. yeah. So I, <laughs> I was a pretty good bachelor. And then but now I can't imagine anything better than this.
0: I'm glad you waited. I'm glad you waited because you probably saved your you saved yourself some money with that first and second divorce before you found her, but um yeah, it's oh it's so worth waiting. So all you kids out there, no I, no rush.
1: exactly because i mean everybody i knew was married and divorced
0: and yeah i I don't want to do that exactly it's expensive it's expensive and painful so when you say you now play so you guys do um have you know what do you guys do in the weekend you know for fun
1: uh we go for a ride we go just to the beach we we go to restaurants we uh we love Watching films and she was, she, you know, she's part of the business. Coach mm-hmm. was, my wife has her own studio and she has her own clients. She, she just watched me for 10 years. And then one day she said, I'm ready. So I, I gave her some terrible students to see if she could make. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were impossible. to
0: Give her a challenge to see if she's got what it takes, you
1: know? She you know? <laughs> She she's one she's a great teacher now. And so we're we're just very lucky. We we love and like each other.
0: That's that's really, really awesome. I'm I'm very happy for you and like I said, for this journey and stuff like that. I guess I I wanna ask you, you know, if there's like you, you know, people do public speaking all the time. There's people on podcasts all the time. You know, it seems like there's more and more of that sort of content. And maybe, you know, you I, I can direct this towards some advice you might give to somebody who's even on stage. But what is the one thing that you seem to run into that people have an issue with when it comes to their speaking voice, how they... Project themselves or whatever. And I don't I don't want you to give away the store here, but I know there's got to be something that the minute somebody walks in, it's like, this is what I'm going to tell everybody first thing, because I know it's gonna it's gonna be a game changer for you.
1: Well, to me, the, the most simple version of what it takes to be a good communicator or a good performer or good at anything you do is when your need to communicate. Is stronger than you need to be comfortable to become a communicator.
0: I'll oh, see, that's that's good. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> but, you know,
1: because I, it's like I got nervous going on stage, you know. Over oh, of and course. Boat, and uh, but nerves is part of the deal. I don't, you know, I used to say, okay, now let's see. I, I, I go out there. I act, I'm scared I'm gonna forget the words. I all the crazy things that fly through people's minds. And then at the end they're gonna applaud and I'll feel really good. And then they give me money. That's that's the, that's the best.
0: <laughs> that's the best right there. I I really, really love that. Um and thank you for that little tidbit. So like I said, I I it's it's great to have at least one takeaway when I have, you know, such a master here and I have a few moments of your time. But I I really appreciate your time doing this. I think if anything it's going to help people in a lot of ways, some of which you know I I work a lot with my, my company is a staffing company and I help people that are in the creative space and I always run into people who are actors or who are painters and and really that fine art thing and I try and help them understand there you know what there could be something else in there that you can tap into that's going to turn into this great, great career. And you've done exactly that. So the fact that you have shared that I think is going to be so incredibly helpful to the people listening to this podcast. So I I really, really appreciate that.
1: You know, I I can give you some more of the things.
0: (laughs) Please, please. If you have the time, I would love it.
1: (laughs) The most important thing to be a good speaker is to know how to breathe. Oh, that is good. And what happens is that I mean, I've been doing this a long time, but since COVID, almost nobody knows how to breathe anymore. They the fear locked people up. They're they're going, they're breathing the opposite of the way the body is supposed to go.
0: That's interesting.
1: And yet they're still getting enough oxygen to not drop dead. But it's really ineffective. It's like they're talking on the fumes, they're flowing out whatever's coming out, that's all they got. And they don't yeah. understand. That to be a great athlete or a great artist or a great communicator, you have to work on your instrument. You have to make an instrument that you just don't hope it in. You have to work it. I love it. The best performers, the best athletes are the ones that get there before everybody else will start practicing, do the game, and then stay later working on their Game even more. So you have to know what the game is and what you want to do, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then do it. So basically, breathing.
0: Yeah. it's a great observation because I we I think for the first time for a lot of people they got really conscious of their breathing you know during that time because you're either breathing into a mask or you're around other people and you're like oh my god don't breathe on me don't get so close exactly. <laughs> so it was really like the first time we actually really thought about that or you know if you got COVID you know God forbid and then you couldn't breathe it it, it was a game changer I think for everybody to I think maybe for the first time that this is an involuntary thing that we do that actually I'm going to really start paying attention to but then to remind us that that is what it is that makes for good speakers and that projection and that relaxation and all that sort of stuff
1: good except for stuff You were speaking beautifully, except for the last word you sort of,
0: it sort of drooled <laughs> out. But but you have a good instrument. You're doing a, a lot of <laughs> things. You know, but clearly I need work. So I appreciate you pointing that out because I think with most people too, they get really self-conscious of how they sound and and things like that. And I, of course, hear myself on the podcast and after a while you kind of get used to it. But no, I'm always looking to kind of perfect that, my, my instrument as well. So I, I appreciate that.
1: Especially for Americans, the last word is usually the punchline. So if I go, let's go to the store. The store is what we're talking. Go store. The words that Americans stress are the ones that Tarzan would say.
0: <laughs> oh my God, that's gonna be make me so self conscious. <laughs> no.
1: I'll show you. I'll show you if if uh, if I said to you, "Why don't we get together later? We'll go get something to eat, and then maybe later we'll get a drink," mm-hmm. Tarzan would say, "You, me, eat, drink." Just <laughs> <laughs> those words out of that long sentence I was started with, and you would go, "I I I don't know what you're talking about."
0: Right, right.
1: So you have to figure out what are the most important words. And it's usually not the and of and uh, this and that. Those are just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Word that shows you how to put the sentence together.
0: Right. What oh, that's mean? great. That's really great. Oh, that's another great little nugget. Like I said, I'm going to be really self-conscious of this whole Tarzan thing. <laughs> Make sure that I'm emphasizing that last word every time.
1: Well, if I, if I said, why don't we go to the store? You right. Guess what? What? or we we just hope that maybe that's the right thing to respond to because i don't know
0: oh you know and that that's actually an interesting point because that happens a lot for me um because i will respond in a way that i'm assuming is how they ended the sentence because it does trail off oh that's good (laughs) so much here this is so awesome
1: (laughs) can i can i show you The proper way to breathe? Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm going to stand up. Okay. There's my stomach. Uh What happens is that when I go to take a breath, my stomach comes out. And when I want to put sound out, I need to bring my stomach muscles back in, which pushes the air out. And as long as your stomach's moving in, you can make sound. Most oh, people yes. don't think they, they need to move their stomach at all. So there's very little going on. So the, the, the diaphragm is a dome-shaped muscle that separates your chest from your abdomen. And when you have an impulse, that's why if you're sleeping or you get knocked out, you still breathe. And so what what happens is, my brain says I need some air, my diaphragm goes down. And when it goes down, it pushes my stomach muscles out of the way. And that's what makes my stomach come out. Now, what happens is that when the diaphragm goes down and your stomach comes out, you create a low pressure area in your chest. So air rushes to fill that hole. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So now you've got air in there. And muscles want to go back to their resting state. So what happens is some muscles go, I'm going home. And they start slowly to move back in, which pushes your diaphragm back up, pushes the air through your lungs, and then you articulate with your mouth, lips, and tongue. Oh, that's really good. So that's really good. it's good, but most people have to take at least a few weeks to get. It feels like I'm giving them bad information. I'm just I'm and, you, and the best way to know perfect breathing is think of a baby lying on its back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it comes out, that little tummy goes back in. They can open their mouth and scream <laughs>
0: right. for a long time, and they got lungs for days,
1: and they don't get laryngitis because they're You're
0: doing right. it correctly. No, that's really great, and I love that because if anything, and I love that you kind of demonstrated that because I, that way people can practice that because it is, like you said, it's a learned thing. You, it, you're not just going to; it's, it's going to probably feel weird, and it goes backwards. To them. Yeah, because we get, yeah, we get, we get used to. You know, people are like, take a deep breath, and automatically their chest comes out, and that's not when right.
1: It, when your shoulders go up, that's a fear breath. If we're together in a line, action, both of us are going to go. And it gives you a little bit of air for a quick burst of speed. So yes. To panic breath. And most people are sort of living in that panic breath. You need to let it bring go all the way down. And then as you get better at bringing the stomach muscles in, you can go longer and longer and longer and be strong till the end.
0: I love it. That is some excellent advice for Many of the people listening here, and for myself too, because I'm I'm going to start utilizing that as well. Um, I just did a uh, a presentation yesterday about the whole concept behind the secret art of business, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I probably wasn't breathing right, is what I'm thinking. Just you know, working my body so hard for an hour, well, and I've I been doing it differently.
1: So what happens is is that you need to build up stamina. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I usually have a talk to give, I will start vocal exercises I do every day because it makes me feel better. I mean, just for that, I would do it. Mm-hmm. There was no other good reason. Uh, but I start to do it two or three times a day if I'm going to do a workshop or something. Because if your body is not used to doing a, a, a long hour full force... <laughs> Your your body goes, uh, no, we have to stop now. We're done. These are different
0: muscles I'm using right now. (laughs) That's actually an interesting point. I didn't think about it like that. So, yes, yes.
1: You need to build up stamina. And that's why, you know, when you do a Broadway show, you rehearse for two, two weeks on a limited thing but usually four weeks or eight weeks and you're working eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. When the show opens, you only have to do it once a night. So it's like
0: that's easy. <laughs> that's that's actually that is so true and, and spot on. I love it. I love it. That, well, I I mean, thank you for that. Like I said, that's going to help so many people. And thank you for sharing your story. It's such a great story. It really, really is. I, I love that. Like I said, it's just like this little adventure that, you know, maybe it could be its own little play or <laughs> or TV show or something. Content is everywhere. It's, it's really, really fun. I will ask you this um, because you were in theater and there's always great theater stories. What was one of the craziest things that happened to you while you were performing? Like in, something happened with an audience member, something happened backstage, something happened on stage. Do you remember anything that just kind of really stuck out with, I I just can't believe that just happened.
1: <laughs> well, it, when I did Jesus Christ Superstar, m- microphones were the only way you could be louder than, than an a, a orchestra. and, a, and a Right. Band. Right. And so that was part of the choreography because they had, chords. and one time—I mean, I did so many performances that every stupid possibility happens. Sure. So all of a sudden, I'm being very Jesus-like, and, and somebody has wrapped the cord around my foot, and they're pulling it off stage, and I got one leg, and I'm popping off. The thing. <laughs> that was one thing. Uh, I was doing a show in Las Vegas. Uh, South Pacific, and I made my big entrance through the audience and I came up and I turned and the spotlight hit me in the face and I was Lieutenant Cable, a very important person. And some guy who was drinking too much went, that's a Marine? <laughs> and my foot was right by his face with my impulse. Oh, no. I didn't do anything, but I just. Um, but for that
0: little second.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you, everything happens if you do something oh, yeah. over and over and over. Weird things that you cannot believe. I, you know, I've been singing outside in an open auditorium and have you know bugs fly into your mouth.
0: <laughs> and so, and the key is not to lose your mind. You just roll with it. You just keep going.
1: Yes. And you just do. In that case, I I thought, how would Jesus handle this? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Kind of like. <laughs> that, is, that is really awesome. Thank you so much, Bob, for your time. And Because uh, all of this has been great, I'm hoping that people will take something from this. And and I'm going to assume that you can uh, do training uh, by Zoom and so all over the nation and stuff like that. All over the world. I teach people all over the world. Perfect. Because I will put your information um, with the podcast so people can contact you if they would like to learn more, want to get in touch with you. Um, There are definitely theater groups here and uh, obviously around the nation that could maybe tap into what you know.
1: And my, our website, we have programs for speaking voice, singing voice.
0: Oh, see, perfect.
1: Losing accents and learning accents.
0: So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. That you... You'll learn an accent because I think it's just going to be fun to just break that out. <laughs> hey, hey, it's so nice to see you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just with random people that I don't know, just start talking in, like at the store or something. Thank you again so much. I appreciate your time. Like I said, I'll have all your information in the context and just keep going. What a fun job you have. What, I mean, just so great.
1: Yeah. And I'm helping people.
0: Yes, you are. You're that's making it a lot better. I mean, these people are so committed to this and the only way they can succeed is if they get help and you're there to help them. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts, we are creative, we are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes and let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.